Welcome to another inspirational message from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Great grace. Amen. You know, there's an account in the Gospel of Matthew we're going to look at in just a moment, Matthew chapter 17, that details one afternoon in the life of Jesus. It's the afternoon uh, of, of, of the same day in which Jesus went up on the Mount of Transfiguration. If you're familiar with the story in Matthew 17, then you know what I'm talking about. If not, you can read it. Matthew 17, Mark 9, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, uh, left the rest of the disciples at the bottom of the hill and, uh, and maybe uh, some other followers, uh, a lot of followers, and he went up. He was up in, in, in a place uh, called, uh, today's called Banyas, uh, it, Caesarea Philippi. It's the headwaters of the Jordan River. He went up on this, uh, this mountain, a high mountain, took Peter, James, and John with him, and on that mount, Moses and Elijah appeared to them. And Jesus was transfigured. That's why it's called the Mount of Transfiguration. That means that, it, that, that, that his face began to shine with the glory of who he really is. And also his, 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 his clothes became uh, white as light, the Bible says. And, uh, you know, Peter, James, and John are watching this. And Moses and Elijah are talking to Jesus. And, you know, uh, you, you can read the whole account, okay? It's a wonderful account. Some amazing things happened while, while they were on that Mount of Transfiguration. Uh, but then when they come down off of that mount, of transfiguration uh, 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 it, it, it had already been a rather eventful morning because some things had been happening down there with the disciples and with some other people watching uh, looking on uh, what had happened is there was a man a father who had a son and the son uh, had a had, had a devil and this devil, uh, he, he was in Mark 9, he's deaf and dumb, you know, perhaps he, he also, you know, would just take, take over and, and often even cast this young man into water or into fire. And, uh, and, and it, was, it was just horrible. The father was very concerned. And the father evidently had heard about Jesus and the disciples. And so he had brought this, uh, this, this, this son that he had to the disciples and asked them to pray to help get rid of this devil in his life. And so the disciples had prayed and, uh, and, and the devil hadn't left and so Jesus comes down in the midst of this moment and 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 uh, uh, you know uh, the account continues with Jesus delivering this young man from demonic possession and it really perplexed his disciples uh, uh, it, you know, um, they questioned him later and they wanted to know why are we not able why were we not able to cast out that devil why didn't it work for us well, Matthew 17 and verse 20, uh, Jesus answered. Jesus said to them, to his disciples, and there was a multitude there. He said, it's because of your unbelief. Now, that's interesting. Uh, you know, because they probably would not have identified with not believing. They, they had been walking around with Jesus here for a long time and seeing what he's doing. They probably would not have identified the problem as unbelief in their life. But Jesus simply said, it's because of your unbelief. For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. Now, now it's, it's, it's evident that something was missing in the lives of the disciples that Jesus wanted them to know about and fix. Okay? 
He wasn't just telling them that you're inferior and that's, that's where you're stuck. He was telling them so that they could do something about what he had identified was the problem. Now, uh, if we fast forward from that moment, okay, there was something missing in their life. Jesus identified it as unbelief. And, and uh, it told them that they needed to pray more and fast more. They needed to go deeper into Jesus. They needed to go deeper into the Spirit, deeper into the things of God. Less of them, more of Him. That's what He's saying. He's indicating that. He's not just talking about them going without food. He's not just talking about them you know, uh, 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 praying because they had been praying. He's telling them, He's giving them a picture of what it would take to get deeper into the things of God. Less of them, more of Him. And the more and the closer that you pray, press in then the more power that you see available in your life and so it's evident that something was missing but if we fast forward about two years give or take a little bit we see the disciples again now Jesus has been crucified buried resurrected and ascended Pentecost has happened the church has been birthed and so here now these disciples are apostles. They are the ones in charge. And, and they are working many miracles and signs and wonders among the people. I mean, they are working miracles and, and healings are happening. And, and you know, uh, uh, amazing things, prophecies and, and you, know, uh, 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 you know, a lame man walking. And I mean, things are happening here in the church as a result of the church and these apostles. Evidently, they had followed suit and had been pressing in. So in Acts, the fourth chapter here, we catch up with him about two years later. Uh, and it says, and with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord and great grace was upon them all. Great grace, that's what we're talking about tonight. And, and uh, uh, I want you to know tonight that, that not only did these apostles do many signs and wonders among the people, but so did other people in the New Testament. Other people throughout the book of Acts and the New Testament also experienced miracles, also experienced the hand of God. And we have been experiencing miracles and signs and wonders and God involving himself in the affairs of men and women, saving souls and healing people and delivering people and meeting needs ever since that day of Pentecost. There are a few key factors that we see in each miracle, whether it was performed by Jesus you know, prior to his crucifixion or if it was performed by others after the day of Pentecost. We can see a few key factors. Now, uh, the number one factor I'm going to uh, tell you that we need, if we're going to actually see the power of God and see the, 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 the release of what God is willing to do, the great grace that is on the church because the church is, is bigger and stronger, more powerful, more productive, uh, today than it was in that day we are uh, we are a lot stronger I mean in 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 the day that we're reading about in the book of Acts and by the way the book of Acts does not have an amen at the end of it we're somewhere right now probably in chapter about you know 91,346 or so uh, and 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 your name is probably in there and 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 uh, and what's going on you know uh, all around the world uh, uh, 
all that God is doing is being recorded in heaven. And no doubt we will get to read it, know about it, hear about it, get eyewitness accounts whenever we get into heaven and get into our eternal abode. But, uh, but the first key factor that we need in our lives is faith. Faith. I'm going to give you five key elements, five key factors, five things that are important to us as we are moving into this summer, as God is moving the church into the summer. Now, by the way, I have not talked uh, to, to another pastor about, uh, about the stirring up of the Holy Spirit here this summer, okay? I've not talked, I've not read it in a book, I've not heard it on a radio, I've not, uh, nothing. I have received this from the Holy Spirit, but one of the marks that you need to look for uh, to make sure that, you know, just, just go ahead, check it out, see if your pastor's hearing from the Lord, okay? See if I am hearing from God, because one of the marks that I have told you and over and over through the years, 34 years now, that when I hear something from God, you will begin to hear it in other places and everywhere. We, we are not an echo, we are a voice, and a lot of people, I, I'd be proud to be an echo. I would love to be an echo. I mean, I did nothing wrong with that, but I'm telling you, a lot of people are going to hear it from us, but there are also so a lot of other churches in our community and communities like ours all over the world that are going to begin to talk about this and the stirring up of the presence and the power and the glory of God during this summer. Watch and see. You'll begin to see it in articles. You'll begin to hear it. And you'll be, you know, you don't forget, it's not commonplace today. Today is the day that God is saying, I'm going to be doing a sovereign move and he's asking us to participate. He's given us a chance to participate in the great revival because no Nothing draws people to Christ. Nothing brings them to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ like the goodness of God that's poured out on them. In fact, the Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. Watch and see what God will do to affect those right now who are not even thinking about him. He's going to move in their lives. He's going to manifest himself, and they're going to need to come to a church, not just our church, but other churches in our community. Listen, one of the signs of being a cult is that it's only happening in your church okay one of the one of the fears that you should have is that your church is the only church that is experiencing this Woo, that scare me okay because god god is moving when, when 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 god moves he moves for his children he moves he you know i would be concerned however if my church was not moving or no, let me say to the pastors okay I would just check back in with God. Let me just leave it at that because I, it, it's not up to me what you do. Uh, that's between you and God. And I do not want to make anybody, uh, nobody out there, listen, don't get disheartened with your church at all. That is not uh, what's meant here. But, uh, but pastors, listen to me. Get with God and see what God is doing. And I believe that God is stirring in your heart right now. I believe pastors, listen to me. I believe God is stirring up his church for uh, for um, uh, the new wine skin to hold the great harvest that's coming and when people come they're going to need to see an active loving powerful caring god they're going to need some things and and their needs uh, will need to be met in the house of the lord and so faith is our trust in the truth hebrews eleven six says but without faith it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Well, where in the world can I get some faith? If I'm going to need faith uh, to, 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 to 
to see the hand of God in a powerful way that he wants me to experience it, then I need some faith. Well, where can I get some? Well, I'm going to give you a place to start, okay? This is just a place to start, Romans 10, 17. Uh, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You need to hear more of the Word of God. You, that, that's a really good place to start. Just start hearing more of the Word of God. Turn it on in the morning. You know, put on the Word of God. Put off something else and put on the Word of God because the Word of God will build faith in you. You can hear it even by confessing it. Speak the Word of God. But when you speak in the Word of God you're not speaking other things and it will begin to build your faith all right and uh, a second thing that we need a second element is the presence of God we have to have his presence listen without his presence all, all that we do you know can mean very little we need the presence of God in Luke 5 verse 17 now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching Jesus was teaching that the Pharisees and the teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem, uh, they were sitting there listening to him, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Present to heal them. The power of the Lord present. We need the power of the Lord present, but we need the Lord of the power to be present, to have the power of the Lord present. If we, are, uh, you know, if we are to be the hope of God in the earth, then we must be a people who cultivate the presence of God. We've got to cultivate His presence. We need Him here. We don't need another sermon, another song. We need the presence of the Holy Spirit. We need the presence of God. And when the presence of God is here, then people will be saved and lives will be changed and people will be healed and needs will be met and people will leave from here on fire, taking the fire to their homes and to their communities and to their neighbors. We need the presence of God here. If we're, uh, uh, you know... I'm going to give you three things to start with real quick uh, in order to begin to, to, to uh, stir up the presence of God. Number one, uh, uh, you'll find it in Proverbs 27, verse 14. It says, wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord. You just need to wait on the Lord and His presence will come when you wait on the Lord. Sometimes we're so busy. Sometimes we're even so busy praying. Sometimes we're so even busy talking to God or doing our Bible reading or whatever else that we never stop to listen. We need to wait on the Lord. Sometimes, in fact, many times, the best thing you can do is just sit down and get quiet and tell God, okay, now, Lord, it's your turn. Okay? Just the presence of God. And you can find the presence of God coming. Psalms 22, verse 3. The Bible says God inhabits the praises of his children, of his people, of Israel. That means this. Whenever you begin to praise God, how do you praise God? Well, you can do it in song, but you can also praise him by telling other people how wonderful he is and how good he is and how marvelous he is. And no man that's praising him is going to have, you know, a, 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 a lack of God showing up to say, yeah, buddy, I, you know, I mean, come on. Yeah, he inhabits the praises. We can start right there. And it certainly also uh, goes into uh, uh, songs and, and worship. As we give God the glory, he will show up. One more thing, three things in order to stir up the presence and making sure that you're getting in the presence is Matthew 18, 20, where two or three are gathered, gather in my name. He said, there I am in the midst. There I am right there. My presence is where two or three people are gathered, where people are gathering together. Get together with other believers. A good place to do that is church, but that's not the only place. I mean, we got some connect groups and home groups, and you got some friends. You know, sometimes just go to a friend's house with your Bible and sit down and say, listen, let's just talk about this. 
You know, well, we, you know we, we'll have a men's Bible study in the morning. We had a women's Bible study last night. I mean, but, but you got friends. You got an office. You got people. You got a classroom. You got places you can go. Get together with other people in the name of Jesus for the cause of Christ. You know, uh, if you don't know how to have a Bible study, invite me over to your house. I'll bring my Bible and we'll sit down and talk about Jesus. Okay? Yeah, I, I, I do. I got, I got nearly, nearly seven nights a week that I'm going to be somewhere. The people on the outside should be looking into our lives and recognizing the presence. That's one of the things about the children of Israel is that their enemies knew their God was with them. Their God was moving with them. We need people in the church, not just our church, but the church. Every local church needs a reputation that God's with those people. Those people that are there, let me tell you, something's different about them. God is with those people. And uh, uh, a third thing is prayer. <laughs> We're going to move. Uh, okay, I may not get to all these tonight. Uh, we may have to finish these later. But a third thing is prayer. Uh, you know, listen, you cannot live a power-filled life if you don't have a prayer-filled life. That's just the way it works. Matthew 17, verse 21, Jesus told him, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. That's what he told the disciples. It's because of your unbelief. If you had faith like a mustard seed, you could say the mountain be removed. You could say that sycamore tree be removed, be plucked up. He said, but this kind, some devils, some problems don't move unless you press yourself in by prayer and fasting prayer is very important later in uh, and, you know we see the disciples leading the whole church to pray they led the whole church to pray and and believe for miracles and signs and wonders to be done in the name of jesus acts chapter 4 where verse 30 uh, says stretch out your hand this is what they were praying to god the whole church they were th th this is what the disciples the apostles led the church to pray, Oh God, stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done in the name of your holy servant Jesus. I mean the whole church. They led the whole church. And when the whole church began to pray that, if you'll read Acts 4, as the church was praying that, the Bible says... That, that the church began to shake. The very ground they were on began to shake. And God answered them. And he began to do signs and wonders and miracles from Jerusalem, reaching out into other places, Judea, Samaria, and, and ultimately other parts of the world. A fourth thing is the power of the Holy Spirit. We need prayer, but we need power. We need the power, Acts 1-8 power, and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, all Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. There is no substitute for constantly being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to continue to invite the Holy Spirit into every part of our lives over and over every day. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, God. Lord, refresh your spirit within me, God. Lord, baptize me with a fresh anointing. Oh, God, give me, Lord, the power to be a witness, Lord. Give me that power because I want to do all things through Christ who strengthens me, not in my own power, but in your power. And the fifth thing tonight is great grace. It looks like I'm going to make it. Great grace. We need great grace. You see, because everything God does for us is because of Him, not because of us. It's because of Him. 
It's grace. Grace is unmerited favor. It's not that we deserve it. It's not that we're prettier. It's not that he loves this church more than the other church. He doesn't love the Methodists more than the Baptists, the Pentecostals more than the Episcopalians. God loves all of his children. He loves, uh, you know, he even loves the lost and he loves your enemies who are lost. He even, he even loves some people in politics. God is amazing. Okay? But the reality is that we all exist on the great grace of God. All of this is built on His grace. How can a person go from unbelief to walking in the presence of Almighty God? How did these, did, did these disciples go from a place where there was an evident lack of power, an evident lack of presence, an evident lack of faith? an evident lack of prayer, an evident lack of grace? How did they get from the place where there was an evident lack, where Jesus identified their problem as unbelief? You need to push yourself into me more. You need to get more and less of you, more of me. Uh, how did they get from that place where they were to walking in the presence and the power of God just a short time later? Well, Mark 9 of this same account of Matthew 17 of this little boy and his daddy. Mark 9 gives us great insight. In Mark 9, when this man came to Jesus, said, Your disciples asked them to cast out that devil. They could not. Would you cast out? Would you help me? If, if, you, if you're willing, you could help me. And Jesus said to the Father in verse 23, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Oh, my goodness. That was the problem with the disciples. If they had believed, it would have been possible for them. But there was something lacking. You know, not, not, not the basic belief, but we're talking about a dynamic, a dynamic, a fervent uh, faith that, that Jesus wanted them to have and hold on to and, and act. Uh, you know, he said the same thing to the Father. If you could believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears. I mean, he's, he's, he's crying out for his little boy. Cried out with tears. I, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. You know, this is that element of grace that we must trust that God will help us when we lack something that we need. He said to the father of this little boy, you know, you just need to believe. Well, I, I'm believing all I can, the father said. I need some help believing. Well, hey, evidently, Jesus gave him that help. You know, start loading yourself up with some scriptures. You need faith. Read the word of God. Get the word of God in your life, okay? Uh, uh, you know, while you're waiting on God, while you're waiting on his presence, praise him. Get together with other people and just, just you know, encourage others. Sow some encouraging seeds. Talk to God in prayer. Speak boldly to the mountain that's facing you. Be a witness, you know, uh, and, and trust that Jesus is going to take care of the things that you can't take care of. Okay? You're his child. He's going to help you where you're lacking. Turn it to him. Get more into Him, less of you, more of Him. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for another encouraging word from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor 
and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.